All right. So this is Jordan now doing the interviewing. Right, right. So now in true fashion, you give me a notebook to be able to have questions and I go, no, no, no. I'm just going to talk. We can figure it out. Right. Again, okay. Makes sense. We think and do different. Right. All right. So my first question though. Okay. And so now I'd be curious to hear and hear you share with folks is like, why? Right. Like why seeing, especially when we were long distance. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And as you were having the experiences that you were having, as you were having to deal with me and my whatever we would call it. Right. My mannerisms, my behaviors and all that stuff. Like what, what made you keep going on? What made you call me again the next day and tell me, <laughs> nah, I ain't trying to FaceTime with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Just, just to feel, pretend, right? Right, because I mean, right in truth, being long distance, we had so much opportunity to just break to it truly off. be like, yo, this is cool, mm-hmm. right? I appreciate you, you're dope, but this is cool. And I feel like we could have done that, right? So I'm curious, like, what, what, what made that different for you? I think when we, and I, ta- I take the summer as my reason, you understood me. Mm-hmm. You wanted to do quirky things with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't make me feel small. Mm-hmm. Um, you remind me of my power, even without your words, right? Of being there, of, you know, gassing me up. Um, when you, so I tell you, I only tell people this, this story of, you know, the, the time where you expressed your love to me that felt different. Mm. So this was before we told each other we liked each other in that way. Mm-hmm. And it was the time when we both signed our contracts. You remember uh, this? Yes. <laughs> and so uh. <laughs> the story goes, I am in my house and it is a Friday. I'm by myself. And I, Jordan and I decided that we were going to sign the contracts to our, you know, schools that we wanted to go and work at. And so I decided to take the day off to celebrate. So I had my dog and he was sitting on the bed and I get a phone call um, from, it was first some edible arrangements and said, uh, we have a, you know, package down. um, We have a package for you. Where do we take it? And I'm like, well, my parents normally are the ones to ever have sent me edible arrangements. Um, that's strange. So once I got the phone with them, then my supervisor calls maybe within 15 minutes and says, I want you to come into work for this, this, and this reason. Now I'm over here like, that ain't got nothing to do with my job. <laughs> Why are you come? But, block your but I think she knew that I am a, I am a, um, uh, <laughs> just wanting to be all about success. So I'm going to do whatever, even if I don't agree. Um, and so I come in and lo and behold, Jordan, um, is the one to have sent me the edible arrangement. He made, he made sure to have people help him get me those, um, edible arrangements. But I remember looking at my dog, Cisco, and this was before he died. And I said, something told me that you get, you get that for me, but I didn't want to accept it Mm -hmm. because I was like, that's pressure. We aren't together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, if those were from Jordan, he going to be your new daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember my dog is so excited. He was like, yes, we got a man. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. 
<laughs> but I just, th- those are things that I hold on to of like, you know, um, uh, Jordan is a kind soul. Um, and I just love your light. And I couldn't, again, I didn't want to give into things that didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I didn't know if they would ever make sense to me, but I think that's the power of God. Like he knew, I think God is a sheep, but whatever. They knew <laughs> something new that we were supposed to be together. And I trusted that mm-hmm. for what it tried to show me, even when I felt mm-hmm. things didn't feel right or normal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that's how I look at it. That's real. That's real. That's funny too, right? Just because I think from that moment, right? We again, you said we were just talking and whatnot, but I felt compelled to. It was like, yo, she's dope. Let her know you think she's dope. How can you do that? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, that was interesting for me because I know, again, growing up, I mean, I'm I'm the type of I'm the person who, when I was like five. I was saying, yep, I'm going to get married. This is what my wife is going to be like. And da 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 and all these other things, right? And so I think what was weird for me was to have these different moments kind of click, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with a little different clarity than they've ever clicked before, mm-hmm. right? There's things that you were, like, trying to make happen, and then there's the things that just kind of happen. And so, um, like, that was just a different kind of pace for me. That's real, though. Um, so the other thing I'm kind of curious about is just, um, with us being long distance, right? Mm -hmm. You, there was a lot of times when you did share or Mm -hmm. let me know or anything like that. Right. And you were just figuring out on your own. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of curious what gave you strength, right. To figure things out for yourself, go ask those questions go connect with the people and stuff that you need needed to connect with. Because I know me, right? Like until you gave me an ultimatum, and I'm a person who even knows about counseling <laughs> until you gave me an ultimatum that I take, that I was okay with. Right. Of like, mm-hmm. you need to take your behind the counselor too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I never went, but I'm also the same person who would tell people to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause of my, my roles and what I do, but I never was going to go. All right. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, like what gave you that strength and that say like, Nope, I'm gonna go ahead and figure out. What's You're up? talking about when I started going to counseling? Yeah, when you started going to counseling, what what compelled you? What pushed you to? Well, I think about the fact that it was free and it was accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably why I do what I do because I'm like, um, I think that's one of the many reasons why people don't go. It's because um, the accessibility and the ease to get to it, that it makes sense. I had to think about when I would actually go there because then I'd have to worry about the emotions I'd have when I leave. Mm-hmm. And so it was working through, do I go in the mornings, afternoons or the evenings? And it just, I think um, I also was just kind of fed up with not understanding mm-hmm. what was happening and feeling like I was being fed really poor coping mechanisms that wasn't I was seeing was not working uh for our marriage and I felt that that was going to turn into what I didn't want us to have Mm -hmm. and I I've always had um 
this deep sense of self-responsibility even at a young age because I witnessed people not take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, And so because of that, I think that's just an innate thing in me to think things are my fault and my problem and that I have to fix it. Now, do I look at counseling, me going to counseling as that way right now? No. But when I initiated the idea and, and started going, it was like, it's my fault, my problem. I'm showing up in our marriage in this way, which is not allowing us to be happy um, because I'm not ever happy. I'm sad. Uh, and again, things are my fault. Take responsibility. Um, and I also just didn't, I didn't want to lose you because I didn't try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, I felt that too for me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to... Um, go through all of this, all of what we went through of being long distance of trying to figure out where we're going to live and what we're going to do and how do we get there now that we're here? What do we, what, what is our purpose? What, are, what is our goal? Like, I feel like there was just a lot of work, right? That the ring isn't the, the thing, right? Like I, I, even when I think about our wedding, I think about how small that is, like mm-hmm. how big it was in our lives when it was happening, mm-hmm. but how small it is in compared to like the actual work it takes to be in a relationship that, you know, ends up in marriage or, or however relationships can end up in a, in a very like formal, formal way for people. But um, I'm just like, I put in a lot of work in this. <laughs> um and right. I was like yeah I'm not about to just give this up like mm-hmm. and and maybe that was part of feeding the facade too of mm-hmm. you know we were seen as the ultimate black couple but I don't feel right I roll my eyes too because I'm like I don't I don't feel that way yet I feel we can we definitely are on the way of getting there mm-hmm. um but what does that even mean to be ultimate black couple but I get people are also looking at us and I think that's part of it too is not only the facade but people are looking at us just like we had models Mm -hmm. a lot of folks around us don't and I feel like that's a communal responsibility that I have as you know someone who is a part of a relationship how much that influences others around us we have siblings we have Mm -hmm. family members you know, friends that care about us individually and together. And yeah. I'm like, I I want to show them that these things could work. Now, how much are we able and willing to share? How do we make it work? That's the, that's the question. I mean, this is part of what we're doing now, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's just that communal responsibility as a Black woman that I'm like, Black love could exist. Mm-hmm. And so part of, and I don't know if you know this, but part of all of what in my Instagram that I follow is black couples mm-hmm. because we also live in a very white place mm-hmm. um, and a very interracial, biracial place that I feel like I don't get to see us, mm-hmm. let alone myself where I live. Mm-hmm. And so I recognize that in counseling that I need to master what I'm also feeding myself to help be in a relationship and contribute and exist and love you mm-hmm. um, like as much models. as, right. And, and, and I think too, um, like my mom used to tell me, married people hang out with married people. Now we can argue all day, like what that looks like, but the reality of it is, is that things do feed into your relationship. And so I, 
I think we had to talk through like, what do I feel is feeding me and what's not like me watching love and hip hop. I shouldn't watch it. I don't. I watched the clips. I think that's different. (laughs) But I was recognized and I was over here acting like Carly Rae with you. I watch people who comment (laughs) on the clips because they're funny. Right. While you're watching. yeah. yeah, But you would come home and be like, what the hell just happened? And you just got (laughs) off the phone with me and now I'm calling the house. And you over here about to (laughs) jump down my spine. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. So I was like, I I can't be that way with you because that's not what, that's not what we're about. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is an interesting thing, right? To think about the influences that you have Mm -hmm. on you and then also the influence that you kind of are for other people, right? Um, Which also makes so much of our relationship interesting, right? I remember even when we were long distance, we were like, oh, do we do the whole LDR couple show and do this long distance relationship kind of love thing? (laughs) Right, you being a birth and fertility doula and talking about healthy relationships through your job and through um, here all the time, Instagram and all that stuff, there means there is somewhat of a public nature mm-hmm. to who we are, mm-hmm. which means that we have to make sure that we. We're taking care of what the private nature of our relationship looked mm-hmm. like, so that just it wasn't just all this public facade, mm-hmm. right? And then that we could be real and true with that, right? Mm-hmm. And can learn and take um, lessons and things from the people around us too. So, yeah, no, that's a real. And I feel like we are the same in public as we are in private. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. I mean, even on this podcast, right? They're gonna be like, if that boy don't start laughing so damn much, <laughs> right? <laughs> He just always making jokes. We having a serious conversation. No, but mm-hmm. not true. Mm, that's interesting. All right, other question. Other question. Okay. Because how much time I got? We're at 14 minutes. 14 minutes. You oh, can 14. get it, babe. That's a good number. <laughs> 14. <laughs> um, let's see. All right. So I think I am curious about how, what was it like, right, like, Dealing with me and my kind of pain, mm-hmm. emotions, randomness, mm-hmm. right? My own insecurities and things while you're going and doing the work to take care of yours, mm-hmm. right? Because part of, and I guess that question comes from the face of like, there was a part of me that felt like, again, I know that you were working through things. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to put stuff on you, mm-hmm. right? Which also feeds into my whole not talking about things in general. Mm -hmm. But then also, you've told me once before, right, that like, it doesn't do you any good to be the only person with a problem in this house, right? Oh, yeah. Me not sharing makes it feel like it's only just you, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So there is a level of me needing to share too Mm -hmm. and talk about what's going on with me. And so I'm just kind of curious about, I guess I'm curious about that balance, right? Like, how. Do you balance, how do you find that strength, that energy, that love, right, to be able to kind of deal with me, but then also not take take on my stuff on top of yours that you're dealing with, too? See, I'm not as good as asking these questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get there, though. I'm going to get there, though. But you feel what I'm trying to say? I get where I'm, I'm where you're at, babe. You know I'm, I'm where you're at. Um, I ain't episodes in like you. <laughs> um, 
I think you taught me a fundamental thing of how to take things in and not hold it. Okay. Now, you may not have realized you taught me that. You sure didn't. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like you just take it in and you let it kind of sit on top of each other until it explodes. But um, I learned that because I'm dealing with my stuff and then realizing you had stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also felt this desire to set my stuff aside and be there for you. And I was like, well, that's not an option either. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were times where I was frustrated of like, you know, when I did give that ultimatum of like, I need you on counseling is because that was also me reaching my breaking point of mm-hmm. not that you have stuff too, and yours is just as bad as mine, but it's like, even if you don't have stuff, you need someone to talk to because your wife is dealing and going through something. And I knew that you don't have a place to put down what I gave you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what that was about. I think the other thing is there, balance is such a funny word because it's as if you can hold two things at once, multiple things at once. And I feel like that's not necessarily always true. Balance is a constant equalizer. Right. But being always in that state of, Mm -hmm. oh, I gave too much over here. Let me Mm. give a little bit on this side. Like that, that, that's still living in instability, honestly. Okay. Um, So I think about um, how stuff needed to be put down. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that mean that I always have to argue with you about the dishes? Mm -hmm. Does that mean I always have to argue with you about, Taking blue outside. Right. Like right. it yeah. just it's just like, okay, that stuff don't matter. Mm-hmm. Um we will get to it. Mm-hmm. It's not like not gonna matter ever, but right. I'm just I'm not going to sit here and just hold all of that at once. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to hold our communication. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be at a better place in communicating with each other because I think that that allows us to be able to deal with our stuff. So if that means, hey, babe, I need space. Hey, babe, I'm actually going to take a drive. Hey, babe, can can I watch my, you know, I'm about to call it what I was going to call it. Yeah, it's weird. Your anime, because I call it something else. <laughs> but like, babe, can can I go and do this and me not take it personal right. or that I asked you to leave the house because I want to dance and feel free in my home because I also learn how to be myself in 900 square feet with another person mm-hmm. and that's hard like I didn't realize how much sharing space was feeling in, like it was excuse me feeling like a trap yeah because you wherever I turned you were there and so there was no way. in color, baby. <laughs> and you were needing me, mm-hmm. and you were asking things of me. You were asking of me, and that balance wasn't working. So when I'm like Jordan, I need you to leave the house. Go. Work. I would. I wouldn't say that. I said, babe, go work out. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I know that. And right, that can sound weird to people, but I think there's a piece of we did have a relationship that was long distance, right? Yeah. So we operated so much, and we said this earlier, right? Like we were we're two planets that were choosing to to you know orbit the sun together, mm, yeah. Right, and so there's some there's some pieces of yeah, even me like 
the moments where I'm like, all right, cool. I want to be around and with you and everything. But I want you to know, like, yeah, when I dip, though, you still on my mind, baby. Right, right. (laughs) We good, though. Yeah, no, that's real. And the smothering thing. You don't want to smother. No. Even while we're sitting in here, like, we're sitting in two separate rooms. On this during but we're checking, right? So you know we're checking in on each other. You know he comes in and helps me read over stuff that I wrote. He asks for my opinion about st- stuff he's doing, and I feel like we we are two titans living together. Mm-hmm. Like we are. Like mm-hmm. you are. You are amazing. If not us, then our children. Right? I think about how we are massive personalities. Living in a home, they gonna be funny. Yeah, I know we only got like ten or so <laughs> minutes left, so I feel like even the conversation of children is something to jump into. Plus, I don't want them people to be thinking like, "Oh, this means something going on." Tell no. y'all asking all the random questions. There is so that is a funny thing. Okay, maybe we could put this one out here. Okay, right, I'm ready. Let's put it. Why <laughs> do you feel people talk with you? about stuff more than they ask me right what's going on or because i'm like why do they why do folks put all those questions and things on you and not because i don't think you're always in this space of sharing with people okay so that's my so i don't i don't part of your problem is my fault (laughs) right (laughs) i overshare and i try and be authentic and honest depending on who it is they don't get all of my honesty but okay I just think people, but the people who are asking me questions and asking you, I think they know me longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a piece. Okay. And I think you present more curiosity. Um, what do you mean? Like you're, you're a very interesting person to be around. Like you randomly sing songs out of nowhere. Um, you come off like some distracting. You you come off you come off very you know just intellectual, but then you this abstract artist type person that has um, figurines in their office. You know right. you come off you know very professional, but like New York vibe. You are a man that understands his privilege and man spreads, but then can self-correct too. (laughs) Like it's just, you're an anomaly. That is funny. So I think that's, I think we want to protect you too, you know, protect the view Mm. of what Jordan is. Um, And and I think I'm thinking of women with you. I don't, I don't necessarily know men with you, but I think there's a, um, yeah. just from my perception as a woman, um, I come off, I, I come off too very protective of you. Like, I don't feel everyone should have you because people like you, um, are rare and, um, see what that's for me. Yeah. That's, it sounds messed up, but yeah. it, but it, but it's it does, true. It's also like you're worth protecting. You're worth all those. Oh, absolutely. I believe that. Yeah. But like when you think about the stability of the black community. Why people, no. Well, well, again, the stability of the black community um, is this equity piece mm-hmm. um, that I work, I work hard as your wife to always remind you about my lens mm. and the, and you listen and it informs the way in which you navigate the world in addition to other things. But I, I, 
I feel that's going to be, that's going to present itself from your grand, you know, your grandmother's all the way to me, to your daughter, right? Like that's, that's, you take that information that Dr. Reed was talking about Mm -hmm. as a man. Yeah. And you don't misuse it. Right. Um, and I, and I think that it's less about why are you more protected than me, but it's just, it's just the fact of this is the reality sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, I think, I think to the basic part of it is I overshare. (laughs) Okay. Cool. 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 Um, and people just think they could try me (laughs) and then they get reminded. Now that's your Chicago side. (laughs) Everybody think they can try me. But they really do because I don't pop off right away. I'm gonna let them know. And I and I'm such a a slow processor that I it'll take a eating, minute for me. But did that what you just fucking said I to me? Eating hot Cheetos with nacho cheese. I sure things. did. I can. I and can, that's I'm why I got that. gastritis. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we got five minutes left. Less than five. You see, you see, so what's funny is, right, this is supposed to be my portion to be asking you all questions. <laughs> but since I'm visiting your podcast, you see how I'm trying to be all mindful. I of, appreciate it. Again, you using information in very healthy, and positive way. But okay, cool, cool, cool. Let me see. With the last, what kind of things am I interested in? I mean, I think, mm-hmm. too, like, we can, like, what are what are some things people should take from this? Okay. Yeah. I... I mean, for me, I think what I hope folks would take from it, and I've had these conversations with some of my different men's groups and things and stuff with people, is that like, bro, you can't really be a good person in somebody else's life, right? If you are not taking care of yourself. I'm not saying you got to be great to yourself already, Mm -hmm. right? But if you're not willing to do things to make yourself good and to make yourself better, then you're not going to really be willing to take care of and be good and better to somebody else. Right. And I think a lot of times we can move through the world and we're really just acting up mm-hmm. and, making, and doing just randomness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so to be to be in your life and be conscious of like, all right, how what am I going to do to take care of me? All right. And if you are willing to make those decisions to take care of you, then I think you'll be able to help somebody else. I think the other piece is really communication. And when I say communication this time, I mean noticing. Mm -hmm. Communication of words, the body language, noticing interactions, noticing, taking note of your history, taking note of what you would like to do, right? I think all of those things shape the communication in the present moment. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I know for me all the time, I'm thinking about what we've gone through, what I'm hoping we'll get to, what is happening right now, right? And so having some level of consciousness in that, I think is powerful. Um, And, you know, that... Marriages are, marriages have struggles, right? But I guess we all know that already. I don't but think I mean, we ever tell people like what the hell the struggle is. The struggle, I was just talking to Tiffany about this. The struggle is only infidelity, drug use, um, and, and um, in-laws and money. 
Yeah, but right. That's not like the those struggles. are the, but those are the struggles that I know to exist in a marriage, and then people don't understand how that gets there. It's right. not that it it's presented itself and then it's boom, that's it. Like it's a there's levels to these this madness. The, the flavors were layered, um, and so it's it starts off with you know someone taking something personal, someone you know misinterpreting someone's behavior, someone not believing what that person was doing. So you want to marry that person or you're with that person and you're expecting them to change because you had a baby or you got married or you bought a house or you did something together. So mm-hmm. by default that should change that, but you need to understand where that person is and where they're willing to you know grow continuously as an individual while they're growing right. as a partner. Like those things may not grow at the same time, but the growth has to consistently be there. I don't remember who I heard this from, but it was essentially something to the effect of you got to fall in love with the person every day. Mm-hmm. Right? And that like every day you are legitimately becoming a different Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And every day I'm becoming a different Jordan. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is that each day who we are in that moment has to find that piece of falling, why we're falling in love with each other, right? Mm-hmm. So that you're in this perpetual state of growing with each other. Because I I mean, I know that's something that I saw in life, right? With people mm-hmm. of y'all was great back here mm-hmm. in this time. Mm-hmm. You went to work, you had kids, you did this, you did that, you did all of this, right? And then you lost who each other was with each other. And so going through that falling in love with each other daily part. Uh, very real. Well, thank you, my love. Thank you for letting me, uh, you know, crash your show, um, and be here. You know, most of the time I get kicked out. I get told to go in the living room while you record it. So wow. it's nice to be on the mic. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Really people quick. can follow me on Instagram at noself.art, which is K N W S L F dot art. Love it. All right, high five. Love you. Love you too. Well... That was great. Um, I'm glad that Jordan was able to ask me um, some questions from his perspective on things that he's curious about. Um, I wanted to touch on a few things that we were talking about and, you know, start with what the last part of the conversation was around um, protection um, and what folks um, should take from this series. And so um, folks taking from this series, I think um, it it is it is a one relationship perspective about what's going on again jordan and i are unique in the fact that we are higher professionals and in the way in which we process um examine ourselves and our relationship uh will be at a high level because of our um of our our work we are always having to be developmental with people um, give people grace and understanding, you know, pierce out some of the underlining emotions and experiences that may drive the current actions and look at it as, you know, an ability to 
um, change, alter, grow, all of those things, right? We are not stagnant human beings. We may continue to have experiences that continue to shape who and what we are and how we present to the world. But um, there's always this, you know, continual layer of growth. And in our 30s, I think we've just gotten to a place of, okay, now we're just too exhausted from not trying to take um, heed and care of um, what is, you know, our our overarching goal, and that is to have um, a, a family that is moving forward, right? With the, our parents making the effort of being married and, and raising a family together, uh, our grandparents making the efforts to, you know, move um, to, you know, the states or to another um, another country. Um, again, th- there's this progression, this lineage that we're trying to continue and. We can only go so far, so we're not trying to do everything. But again, there's this this process that Jordan and I are on and trying to make things, you know, happen and change for our generation um, that will help um, solidify our children's children's children, right? So I hope you all get that part. Um, but I think the piece about protection is, is big for me because I'm continuing to, you know, think about it. I recorded this a few weeks ago. And so just, again, when I record things, I try and process what I said and how I said it. Um, and, and I think it still holds true about like, how do you balance the protection of your partner um, and the protection of yourself? And I know that I, I live in this very servant um, mindset. My, my grandmother to my mother and now me, and I'm pretty sure my great grandmother was in the same, you know, um, mindset. And so, I'm always wanting to help and I don't know um, how to feel. I don't know how to take it when I can't. Um, And I feel like I'm supposed to take care of people outside of myself. And so this season has been how do I understand protection in a different way that I still love um, and care for Jordan and and mindful about the emotional, mental, and physical labor that I ask of him. Um, but also understand the reward of having him a part of my process um, because it gives him a, a new understanding as I grow. He's not still stuck on the Jasmine in 2017 because Jasmine 2017 is very different than Jasmine in 2020, right? Um, and so I think there's 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 not a um, a rule or, or a method or calculation that says this is what that balance looks like. But I think it is important to um, understand your perception around protecting your relationship and protecting yourself and how how does that how does that work for you? And are you using that as an excuse um, to do things or not do things? Um, and it's always a, a deeper question. Um, I think the other thing that I'm thinking about is I had this big issue around things being my fault. Jordan had mentioned um, that I didn't want to be the only person in a relationship with problems because I'm like, okay, I'm the only one going to counseling. I'm the only one having an issue with all these different things. You don't seem to ever give me any feedback or um, have to have a talk with me, air quotes, talk. Um, And I'm like, do you not have an issue with anything that I do? Um, And, you know, my mom, bless her heart, was like, well, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And I'm like, well, that's total bullshit, first of all, because I'm like, you use that as an excuse for a man and I have to take responsibility emotionally in a relationship. No, I think being present and sharing and understanding um, that it is your responsibility to be present 
um, and give your feedback and, you know, practice that vulnerability with your partner just as much as they're doing with you. And so um, it was challenging. I'll be honest. It was challenging to, you know, get him to go to counseling. And, you know, um, I did present it as an ultimatum. Um, I don't regret it, but I think that's where we were in our relationship at the time. Not to say that that is the best method to do, but um, it was, you know, you you need someone to talk to. And it ain't just your friends and your homies, because I don't need them to know what's going on with us. I don't, I, I know with men, it's very different. Um, but I understand, I can understand if you're talking to another married man, I think they can give you a different perspective of a man who's single, right? But because a lot of his friends, uh, a lot of his close friends aren't married, um, I think that's what made um, it challenging for me to feel comfortable with him talking to them about us. And so um, also, encouraging that the um, professional um, environment of a counselor can help give perspective that is non-biased. And so um, with a friend, they're gonna they're gonna unfortunately either take your side or take my side and I don't want them to be taking my side because you know I may be wrong and I need I need him to have that unbiased you know conversation that he still feels like he can articulate, how he's feeling and how it's impacting him and influencing how he shows up in our relationship. I think the other piece is uh, with effort, um, how are you um, how are you uh, pretty much like understanding what's blocking you from seeing all of these things from happening? So say you have a conversation with your partner about stuff. Um, and you're like, oh, you haven't changed. You're still doing this stuff. Well, you're still in a mindset of looking for it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was looking for it. Um, I was looking for the inappropriateness and, you know, closeness in relationships with other women. I was looking at and looking for um, his inability to listen or follow through with things. Like I was looking for it because I'm like, oh, I'm expecting you to do it because this is what you did. Um, and something that I love that he said in his vows was, Hopefully you see a, a level of consistency with me that if I, you know, fail or falter, that it doesn't alter the way in which you see me um, in my totality. And so um, I think it goes hand in hand with, you know, fault and responsibility and expectations. I think those words are so heavy because they they are very um, flexible in marriage, in relationships. Um, and again, this is this is basically a relationship that can grow. I'm not talking about relationships that seem traumatic and um, abusive, you know, putting you down, belittling you, gaslighting you, you know, pretty much saying your emotions aren't real and get over it and, and stop being dramatic. Like if your partner says any of those things to you, that that's, you know, red flags for me. Um, Cause that's what I was raised in um, to help things just kind of stay where they are um, by making the person who is having an issue or concern seem smaller than what, you know, the, the issue, um, really is. And so I would say ways to celebrate your partner is, you know, actively going, um, and, and getting the support that you need is, is one thing. Um, but then both, you know, you both making that effort is celebratory because you, 
are finding a new connection and making sure that that individualized growth is happening. Um, and that did wonders for our relationship because we had somewhere to put our stuff so that we can actually enjoy each other's company. Jordan and I have been in isolation for three or four weeks and we have not once left each other's side uh, unless, you know, he's going to go work out or I'm walking the dog. Like, uh, we in, we are able to enjoy each other's company and and give each other space and it not be personal um, and support each other through this process because it is it is a new trauma for us as individuals and real and um, as a couple is the social distancing of you know being away from family and you know having loved ones that have you know um, passed we're having to deal with a lot um, emotionally and mentally currently and so. It is great to see that the work and the effort we did in the beginning is paying off um, while we're social distancing. Uh, so I think what I will leave with last is the next episode. It's just a filler episode. I shouldn't say just because it's pretty funny, but um, I wanted to talk with you all about like, how do you talk to your partner um, about this stuff, right? Like, what is that? look like and mean. And we want to keep it lighthearted because um, this doesn't have to be rigid. I think, again, we're just always trying to look for ways to control because we feel out of control. And I will say that is probably the worst way to look at some of these things is to just pick up your control and put it somewhere else. You can't control another human being. And that's the, that's the part that we don't ever just flat out explain is that you cannot control another person and where they are. And you can't do every and everything and all things to make them different. Like they will be who they are and you have to believe them uh, and believe what they're trying to tell you, even if they're not trying to say it with words. So hope you all enjoyed this next episode. I'll see you later. And please like, share um, Olivia Revolution Cade on Instagram. Um, please let me know if you like these episodes. DM me if you want, you know, extra clips or ideas or resources. Always here. Um, but peace and blessings.